Welcome to Seize the GM. I'm your host, Zendad. I'm your co-host, Jules. And I'm Null Operations. Have you ever had a great idea for a campaign? Do you have a bunch of friends who want to play an RPG but have no one to run it? Do you want to see what the world is like behind the GM screen instead of in front of it? Well, we're here to help you do just that. Each week, the three of us will be discussing various GMing topics. Terminology, maps, atmosphere, world building, you name it. So sit back and relax, and let us help you improve your art of GMing, one show at a time. So... So what? So buttons on your underwear. <laughs> I have not heard that Seriously? one before. Gosh, no. What? Re- remember, remember, sweetie, I'm from the D.C. Oh area. God. I'm a little different. Remember? Oh, my God. I can't believe I got that one to work. <laughs> That's like the worst dad joke I've, ever. I, I have I, I've never heard that before. Yes, it's a thing. Maybe it's just a Midwest thing, but it's a thing. Uh, well, remember, I'm from the East Coast, sweetie. So, you know, we always have these shows where we're talking about crazy things that happen and our stories about all the craziness that happens when you're gaming. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst, the worst, and we just had it, is you're having a very serious and kind of deep, you know, you're, you're kind of having that, you know, I was like, I'll find you and I'll hunt them down. That, that, you know, one yeah. of those deep and, and kind of emotional scenes and you fart exactly. right in the middle of it. So Mm -hmm. the whole premise for the show was this is so that you can help. We can help maybe get new people into the games. And it's really funny because a buddy of mine from when I used to live in Illinois decided recently he was going to run his own game. (laughs) And... When I found out about it, I'm like, dude, you're the exact person I want on the show. And I wanted to get him a pre-game and a post-game. And I said, hey, dude, we're going to get together this night. When are you running your game? And he's like, I'm running my game tomorrow. And I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) I said, okay, so just remember all the stuff that you did before. And then when we bring you back, when we bring you on the show, we'll do, you know, we'll talk about both sides of this. And we, we finally got Zach on. And so it it's kind of funny. It's, <laughs> it's funny because like, it was not an expected I was expecting I was going to have more lead time on this and I didn't. And that's pretty usual for me. <laughs> oh yeah. So Zach. Oh, Hey, what's going on? How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Great intro, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, 
you finally ran your very first game. Yes. <laughs> applause, applause, applause. Congratulations, so, by the way. It was awesome. Ran. Here's a question. Ran it like the Titanic. Now, Go ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what was your what was your biggest takeaway from being behind the screen? Um, you know what, from, from just this first very short kind of abridged chapter thing we did, you know, it had a beginning and an ending and, um, it, uh, I realized that I had to be well rested. <laughs> I had worked about like seven days in a row and that was like day five and I was like feeling it. So I was like, impatient i really wanted to just go home and like kind of clear my head before i got into like you know the you know storytelling uh you know mood and i was just not there <laughs> like i was just like uh blown up at people at work and i was just like oh man i really want to have fun tonight been looking forward to this and my headspace is just not quite all in so hopefully i'll be able to fix that next time the other thing i think twofold that and the second thing was that I have three very different personalities that I'm throwing into this game, and they are going to be, I need to engage them with the story uh, all differently. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's, yeah. it's players. It's some player types yeah. are unique. Some, some need the atmosphere. Exactly. Some need the so yeah. that alone, I was like, wow, okay. I can keep everything I have because I, I can see what this person is going to be like, most likely. Well, at least two of them I've been friends with for over, you know, a year and a half. One of them for, you know, many years, eight, nine years. Um, but that was definitely going to need to pepper in different things for them. <laughs> I think those two things were what I, I took away from my my first what, what, what would you call it? Session. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find, you oh, guys okay. are going to find, I warned, I warned you, I warned you, Derek, <laughs> so hard. I'm like, dude, I, I'm such a novice. I'm not going to know your terminology. Uh, you know, you guys are. The thing, that's the best part, though, because it actually shows the, you know, dipping your toe into it. You might not know. The thing is, like, also between D Derek and me, we have very, uh, also, our backgrounds change our own terminology. So, you know, because he might, you know, I, I have a science and music background. And Zen has the the artistic color. And I my stick figures look like they have polio. So he might put something in, in terms of color. And I'll put it in terms of uh, like tone or rhythm. So don't feel bad about that. We Terminology usually just means like, okay, um, what does a critical hit mean? That's fine. You're yeah. cool. Now, oh, now <laughs> here's something that's pretty cool about this whole thing. So, okay, Zach, you decided what I know you, none of the other listeners do, but what is one of your biggest driving interests? Uh, I like storytelling, I have found, like all the things that I've kind of worked on, like whether I'm drawing or writing or anything I'm doing, I realize that I love the structure or the uh, 
subversion of uh, a known story, uh, all that just story structure and things like that. And um, <laughs> so you like actually going, making them think you're going using a standard. A lot trope of times, I find myself kind it. of writing that way. Yeah, yeah. That's. But the thing is, though, that's actually kind of cool because one. By doing it, it forces your your players of all different types to actually kind of be engaged because they don't know if you're gonna, okay, just use this trope as it is, da, 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 or you're gonna end up doing it and then subverting it. So they actually have to exactly they can't play on autopilot because certain games you can, certain games you have to play on autopilot a little bit, um, so exactly. you don't overanalyze everything. Um, but uh, this this forces kind of like. Real time in brain puzzle solving storytelling, exactly, which is that, what does that make sense? Kind of drew me into being like, all right, well, I'd like to play this game, but I don't have anybody right now. How do I draw people in, and <laughs> what am I going to get the most enjoyment out of it? And I'm like, well, probably writing it, you know. <laughs> and then I think that's kind of I fell in, mm-hmm. and also just well, yep. Now, see, this is mm-hmm. something else that I know about Zach, and Zach loves comics. Uh, what uh, type, though? I read all kinds n- now, but um, specifically, I love uh, just the weird Silver Age superhero stuff when writers were like, okay, we know what the normal things are. Now we're going to take a lot of drugs in the 70s and write our way you know like they kind of like it's when a lot of new writers were like okay move aside you know stan lee and jack kirby you guys are great you guys built the building blocks but now we're gonna create things like dr strange and the man thing and they kind of went weird with it (laughs) weird they all these well, they were all different takes on it. Like the, the well, X Men, you know, was uh, you know the the whole injustice and, and social yeah. equality, and you know, because you you had your yeah, basic you could- superhero frameworks, and then what you're able to do is take real life situations and put it in there. Because I think that's great. Because all, if you you know all the Marvel stuff, it's in the real world. It's in you know Daredevil pre- protects Hell's Kitchen, so. You know, it, it takes, it changes, um, best way. All right. It, it, like superheroes, like if you're thinking like way, way back, it was just like, you know, Captain America punches out Hitler. All right. But now, and you're kind of expecting that. And then, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you're, you're dealing with, um, you know, like, uh, anti-mutant bias. But it's, it was, and you're like, wait a minute, this is a superhero. It was basically those those were social commentary on the time and they just carry forward. Like the mutant stuff has always just, it yeah. just carries forward. It just picks the next, next yeah. social. But it was the thing, thing is though, with the original superheroes, like with, uh, with Superman and the, the early Batman, not the, you know, more late, but the very, very early it was pretty much Paragon versus villain. Yeah. But when you started branching it out, like into Dr. Strange and into, you know some some of the other crazier stuff it was like we all remember that paragon versus villain now what happens when we have that mentality and we're looking at like that it kind of subverts yeah, that could, expectation you could say that even farther back than the silver age and that you can, that specifically marvel comics like decided to 
start kind of twist, twisting mm-hmm. twisting what people do. Yeah. And then you get the oh yeah. And then you get the whole full uh subversion of the entire superhero genre with uh well with with uh, Alan Moore's The Watchmen. You know where yeah, but that was which is a full that subversion was the of the eighties, and that was a whole different time frame. But yeah, but it was it yeah, which started the whole you know dark gritty real. I'm like, oh no no no, you missed what he was doing, smack. But that's what's it's so cool about being a GM is like sometimes you just need that you know good triumphs over evil, and you can deliver that as and as a GM as you're, you might be thinking I might want to subvert it, and then you're looking at your players like. Ooh, not this ain't working for how they're pushing it. All right, I'll figure out another time to do it. And you can have them, you know, actually go in and just dungeon crawl and wipe out the kobolds. Yeah. And one of them calls you a milk, and one of the kobolds calls you a milk sucker. Everybody laughs. Yeah. Damn you, Zippy. Yeah. That um, he's always going to do that to me. <laughs> but you know, so but it's it's interesting <laughs> because like he chose a game system that is fairly simplistic but it's very story driven uh we're using fate but um i will say i will will say that we are well i'm playing with two guys that have never played any kind of role-playing game and one guy that played some i asked him and he said he had played some DD years ago and that's all he really gave me so Oh no, fate fate is an amazing system because it lends itself because you could do any fate is GURPS without all the super duper crazy, you know. Yeah, we uh, it lends itself to so much. Well, they are all 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 the three guys are very creative in and of themselves. They're very uh you know, they're um they draw, they write, they um you know, do all these things. So I kind of I kind of have to come at it uh, as fresh as I can. And as uh, yeah, I can't write an ABC story with these guys, they'll, the, they won't come back. <laughs> they'll pick it up. They'll, they'll know what up. was going to happen. They'll see the cues and, you know, and, but with fate, it's more of an improv session um, that they are, um, they're helping, you know, they're helping twist it when they wanted to twist more, you know, but again, I have to be, uh, I have to be on my best. I have to be on my best. I have to be on like well rested because they're, they're, they're not dull guys. They're very smart, you know, engaging uh, friends of mine that all enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, smarter movies and, and, you know, like a lot of aspects of geek culture. So, you know, I, I can't sit there and be like, well, let me just steal a storyline here from an episode of Battlestar Galactica. Cause they'll be like, yeah, I've seen that. And I know what you're doing. <laughs> you <know. laughs> Which is cool though, because yeah. it, it does, like you said, you know, it forces you to stay on your a game as much as you can. And really, push what you would normally want to do and be like, I have to come up with something that's going to just, they're not expecting all the time because if they can expect it, then it's just going to show up and they're going to just be like, ah, gotcha. See, here it is right here. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you can't just steal one from Battlestar Galactica. But at they the will same like, time, yeah, I really needed to write what I knew as well, which was comic books and superheroes, so that I could, so that I could stay one step ahead of them. <laughs> so I'd be able to pull things out of my ass you know, <laughs> on occasion. So lots of reasons why I picked. Well, yeah. and that's, that is one of the beauty. So, but I just thought that was really cool that, you know, you went through all this process to figure out, like, I need a game system. This is the one that seems, because I even remember when you first were talking about doing this, you were like, have you ever played fate? And I'm like, Nope, no idea. <laughs> and I, pl- I played that at Gen Con. It's, it's, it's really cool. You know, it lends it it lends itself to um it it's not quite as super story driven as like, you know, um uh little fears or um dread, but it's not as super dice chucky as like D&D yeah, and, and Shadowrun. Improv awesome. is how I tried to explain it to my wife. I'm like, it's like a lot of improv <laughs> storytelling. Uh <laughs> Yeah, because she was like, Actually, "What are you doing?" That's a great way of describing like, it. Ah, it's a new thing. I'm trying it, uh, you know, because I, had, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had never done this before, and like We're last year, I was band. like, you there know what? Go. I'm going to yeah. dive into some parts of geek culture that I've never done, and I like cosplayed last year for the first time. Just like I'm going to do it, and then like this thing, I was just kind of like, I've never played any of these RPG, <laughs> so so. This is another aspect. This is another aspect of something. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, though. Psh, please. Uh, wait, uh, Zana, <laughs> midlife crisis. Wait, are, are we going to have to laugh at him age-wise yes. for that? Or no? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We well, we next year we're probably gonna smack you in the back of your in the back of your head with like the Dark Phoenix saga or something. <laughs> uh yes, indeed. But you know, it's it's fun because now he said, you know, he's been working on this for a while, and like he came to me and he was like, hey, you know, what should I use? And I'm like, well, God, I don't even know. And I'm like, well, here's a couple of superhero games that already exist. If that's what you want to do, I said, but they're not going to work real well for what you want to do. I was like, probably the best one would have been like DC adventures because it's, it's real simple. Mm -hmm. It only uses a single D 20 and it plays really fluid and feels like a, like a comic book. And then you know, because people heal quick, they do exactly what they need to do, they get their powers, it's, you know, it's very superhero. I mean, they they did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. But the book is out of print, so it's like, yeah, I've got a copy, but you can't really find it anymore. So I'm like, well, shit, let's see, what other things? Well, I'm not going to give him Marvel's face rip, because that's just god-awful. Mm-hmm. For what he's trying to do. And so I kind of was running through my own head like, oh, God, what am I going to, you know, I said, you know, I really don't know if if you want to try this one. This one works really well. But 
And then when he was like, I'm going to do fate. And I'm like, I've never done anything with fate. <laughs> I haven't run anything with fate. I've played it. Yeah. I haven't even gotten to play fate yet. Um, oh, uh, just, so, yeah. So uh, dude, what was your story? What did, chapters, you, what did you want to like tell? A comic. Like I, you know, I wouldn't even know what to call them, but each session would essentially be like an issue of an ongoing story of, uh, their characters dropped into this city that I had created called Kirby city. And from there you kind of spend a session workshopping with them. What, what it is about the city that, that you're going to use. So I said, you know, tell me about your character. And, you know, my friend Jose was like, all right, this guy, um, he was raised, you know, in this section of the town, not a great section of town. He got messed up, you know, with a gang. And I said, I'm going to hold you right there. What's the name of the gang? And like, I took that and I'm going to use that later, you know? So another guy's like, well, my character, you know, ran this company for years. I'm like, I'm going to hold you right there. What's the name of the company? You know? And I'm like, guess what? I'm going to be using that later. And you kind of do a session of world building with them. At least that's the way the kind of the the book and stuff told you to do. And I was like, you know, I'm also taking what I want from the book and I'm leaving a lot of stuff like <laughs> I'm kind of doing my own thing. Like it's fate. Don't get me wrong. Like it's the fate system. But because we are such novices, this is a an incredibly scaled down version of which they already have a very scaled down version. <laughs> there's like fate core and then there's like fate. Uh, smaller and then we're doing yeah accelerated and now yeah. we're doing like Zach's uh, ABCs of fate accelerated. <laughs> like, because I'm impatient and nobody uh, did quite a- all the homework that I gave him a month to do which is fine because I didn't do it either because <laughs> we're all still kind of like I don't know if I want to dip uh, dip my t- dip my toes into you know <laughs> hanging out with Zach on Skype for a couple hours even once a month um but no we're they're all two two of them have uh new babies and a baby on the way and stuff like that so um they're busy and i don't yeah with life i don't i don't you know it's all good but um i don't hold it against them but that's another reason why we haven't uh played as much and i got my own shit going on but um we're playing an incredibly scaled down version of fate. <laughs> now, now, you know, what's funny. I ha- I have to, I have to re, um, restate something. Apparently I have played fate. Sort of. You did? I've played Dresden. I haven't played Dresden. I played Dresden. It's as bad as the books. I mean, <laughs> I, I like those. You'll be nice. There's, there's, um, well, that I believe that's where the system kind of grew yeah, from. So that's to speak. a discussion like for, built another it for that or something. My facts might be way off, but that book always comes up. <laughs> that book always comes up. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually made. Fate was, yeah, because fate was made, and then they did. 
they got the license for doing Dresden. And so yeah. they and now, re-kajiggered the fate system specifically for Dresden. And then, then they started making like accelerated. So they had slimmed down rules and all of these other things. Like all of these other options came after Dresden's run. So yeah, it's it's funky how it worked, but they had the core rules and then they've added like settings and that's when you were when you were talking about like the um, the world build like burning the world right there as you're playing I'm like god that sounds like Dresden so I just looked it up and I'm like oh that's why because it's yeah it's it's evil hat so yeah they pretty much just took fate and made it into Dresden and I'm like that makes a whole lot of sense now because yeah in Dresden you do the same basic thing where you have like you make some locations and everybody in the group makes like a couple of locations each and different NPCs that are important to your character and and just people in the world and it's yeah it's a fun little system but yeah not a fan of actually Dresden itself but I think there's a lot of fun things you could do with it, which is why surprisingly I think, you know, easy I to get a hold of the fake, whatever that main book is. I got that so and, that uh, I can, I can play around with it. You know me, I can't, you know, I'm like, where's the pictures? So <laughs> they were smart enough to add a lot of pictures for me. So <laughs> Yes. That's fun. <laughs> But yeah, I mean. So what was your what was your favorite part of like after you got started? You, you're kind of like okay, feeling the rules and, and everyone, and you start getting into that groove. Um, what was your what was I'd your favorite the, thing the that, short that, skirmish that happened we during did, your which two of the oh, guys during did your, your one first foray into GMA. that really isn't worth talking about. Um, it was just kind of us workshop and how to roll dice even. But the chapter we did. I don't remember. Did I even have a name for it? I don't know. It's <laughs> it was literally something I cooked up like before breakfast, and then kind of like thought about it once or twice during the day, and then I ran that story for them. But um, the best thing that came out of it was also realizing that I was going to have to entertain them all in different ways, because essentially they, you know, they are all superheroes, but uh, we're building enough personality around them. Um, that uh, they were essentially attacked by an outside force. And then I realized that I'm writing this story and these two characters that they are playing for it are essentially uh, Wolverine and, um, and Larry David. <laughs> so imagine those two characters teaming up to take on uh, <laughs> some... Uh, hulking doomsday enemy and i'm like you know what this is going to be a very interesting (laughs) interesting time i shouldn't say larry david i should say a character with a bit less confidence he's playing a character that essentially had a uh a nervous breakdown or two and 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 (laughs) imagine if like somewhere in his 30s tony stark just kind of up and walked away from his business and (laughs) <laughs> lived like a homeless guy in Arizona for about 10 years. 
after abandoning abandoning his like family and company and and all that and then now is sort of trying to make amends we'll see question mark so i asked them all to you know give me some backstory and you know the uh two of them gave me theirs and it's you know very cool uh they got what they got going on but my one friend uh designed this character that just like he had a novel behind him he he and i kind of let him go like the other guys kind of wrapped it up what they wanted to say in 15 minutes or so and i'm like all right good i'm taking notes as fast as i can and he gives me the novel about this character that whose life essentially just fell apart on every angle and i'm like wow i i I don't know how to ruin this character's life more because (laughs) he's essentially lost his children and his company and um so (laughs) so i essentially have to write more for this character to go through and while the other guys are are rip raring they're just they're ready for fisticuffs they're ready to do some classic (laughs) superhero throwdowns which is great but the other character is like I don't know about this. Like, I think I need to think this over. I think I'm going to need to talk this out with this character. And at the same time, his character is probably the most powerful. (laughs) So I've essentially got Superman that has a whole lot of uh, just crippling social anxiety. (laughs) So you can imagine throwing problems at those guys. It's always going to be a twist. (laughs) Uh, dealing with this this character, not dealing with them, I should say, but uh, handing them problems. You know, I have to engage. Yeah, I have to. Good. I have to engage this one child uh, very differently. He learns differently. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna have fun with it, and I have some really cool stuff that I'm gonna throw at him, and he will either crumble more or hopefully rise to the challenge. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it could really go anywhere. <laughs> we'll see (laughs) but that's part of the joy of this is you know you're you're basically building it like i I dabble in you know art and photoshop and stuff so like i'm sitting here kind of just listening to music and letting my ideas go and i just like built on this entire state on the under the side of new york and so it's like this other state and i sent them the map i'm like here's where it's at here's where the city is it's essentially below new york and it's another it's another sprawling metropolis that you guys get to run around and i started dropping in like sites i'm like and then i had more ideas i'm like okay well this would basically be the docks where they would need to visit sometime here's where they're you know they're essentially their avengers base will be located you know that'd be cool and so i just started like dropping ideas so they're basically playing these like uh first year superheroes in this new city so they got lots of characters to bounce off of and lots of space to run around and you know That is really cool. So, so the thing is, like, but as you get the ideas, are are you just kind of? I know you say with some of them you're dropping, you're dropping hints for them, but are the other ones? Are you just like keeping? Yeah, in your I started head, doing it you on got, paper like, a little for a while, and then it started piling up, and I'm like, you know or, what? I'm getting lost in here, know. so I just started yeah, opening up notes on my computer, and I found that I can like scroll up and down through there a lot easier. It's just your basic notes 
program, but, um, you know, I can get to them on my phone. If I got an idea, I can, uh, I essentially have just a, you know, word page, but from looking at it at like this, I can, it, uh, it works better, not on physical paper for some reason right now. I can scroll up and down. I can highlight things, you know, and be like, okay, this is important. They need to meet this character during this chapter or else I'm not going to be able to go farther, you know, or, you know, here's where I drop a speech and maybe I'll have the speech written physically, you know? Um, so it's, a, it's, it's transfer. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> so you have like box text. From the from the old, if I could do that for myself like, to look at and, you and click, that would be amazing. Ten by ten, I have three uh, people I have like in severe, the room. Uh, attention deficit, so my process is a little messy right now. But um, again, this is all so new to me, <laughs> so new. Oh. oh. Derek, do you, uh, do you think maybe, I mean, what would you recommend for like him keeping all of his notes straight? Cause you, like, cause between all of us, you all have different ways, but now there's also like scabbard and there's, uh, uh, you had a couple uh, of ones too. Well, so I use, well, I, the, I'm weird because I actually use a novel writing software to organize the majority of my world that I work on. And recently, I have been moving a lot of that stuff into Scabbard. And Scabbard is, you can do it online. Now, the problem with it is, it is completely system neutral. There is no system information, which is great if you're doing something like Fate or you know, something that doesn't have a lot of mechanical elements that you need to worry about. But it also will do, like, connections. So, like, this dude, you know, giant apocalypse monster, is the child of, <laughs> you know, Jacob the farmhand. You know, like, it. if you make that connection, like, this is the father wow. of so-and-so, it will automatically, like, basically create, like, links, like, hyperlinks between everybody. And it does it all inside the program, which is great. And it's all online, so you don't have – if you have an idea, you open it up, you log in, you write down your idea, and then you close it. Uh, yeah. And that's – really cool as long as you have an internet connection lose your internet connection you're no longer using this program but that's one of the reasons why i have scrivener scrivener it doesn't matter where i'm at i could be sitting anywhere as long as i have my laptop i can write on it and those are the two big ones that i've always used of recent, well, the scabbard is the recent one, but I've once I found out about Scrivener, watched like one of the tutorials. I'm like, this is exactly the thing that I need, and it it is probably the easiest because my goal is to eventually, I say eventually, get to a point where I can actually 
present my game world in chunks to people. And because it's a book designing program, I can do it all in that and then export it into something that I can do into like InDesign so that I can add artwork and page layouts and all of that stuff. That actually might be, especially since you you very much like doing, uh, you're very comic book driven. And, well, we know how crazy, oh God, Uh, Crisis Crisis on Infinite Earths, that's all I got to say. But but keeping like, as you build the story and as they build more basing from where like you're going, that kind of... uh, Tying to everything else might be actually be really helpful, and might actually oh, yeah. give you something. Yeah, yeah. You have like, like things. This is my uh, official things, one, and then you they take could take one, left turns, like a copy uh, of, and put off to the side, and like okay, I, let's go. I don't nuts. know if that works in D anD D, but there are times. Okay, yeah, then you know what I'm talking about, where like a chapter might go right in the trash that you spent all day writing. You oh, know, yes, because they does. decided. Hey, I'm not going to the cafeteria. We're going to go outside. You know, like. Oh. Oh, God. Yes. Or you. Yeah. Like three, like three quarters of the adventures. Like there's a note. No, no. See, see, you this know. is. Make it there. This, you, you got this all wrong. I'm going to tell you a little secret here, Zach. Wherever they were going. Wherever they yeah, decide they were going to go, that's where what you just wrote, that's where it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's called, it's no, what it is, is it's called, um, it's called bait and switch. <laughs> but it's a good one because if you've spent, say, 10 hours over a week or couple of weeks working on you know like this big long thing and they decide oh, we don't want anything to do with that it's like okay but you don't know where it's happening well it's going to be over there we're going to go over here well you make it happen over there and then you make something else go on that they weren't expecting at the other one and throw that I'm to and say, no, this is what was going on over there <laughs> that you were you wanted to do, but this was where the story was. You just didn't realize it. I, <laughs> I, I tricked you into thinking that you wanted to go over there when the story was over here. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you can do that. Don't do it every single time <laughs> because they will eventually <laughs> figure that out. But if you do it with... Yeah, well, and like, not just that, but if you do it infrequently, they never quite catch on. You did this many, many times because you're still having other things happen. And if you can keep the world feeling like it's living and breathing, they will always be like, man, that was so amazing because while we were over here doing this, this other thing was going on over here. Yeah. And they're, they're going to love because it, it, for them, it feels organic and it feels like this is natural. This is, this is brought myself to write more than like five chapters because I'm afraid of (laughs) where they'll, you know, 
<laughs> take the story. <laughs> but you're right. I got I got to learn to uh, to workshop their path uh, <laughs> organically to where they'll find. Yeah. I guess the most drama is the is the is the key. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially with these guys, I mean. That seems to be what drives them. So if they want to be involved in the story, you know, and, and seriously, when they're like, no, we're not going over there, have them go over to somewhere else and then have something huge happen that they could have prevented if they had just gone. And that will just like, that will, I can see that. I can with see good that. Players that'll start to eat them up. Just like I should have been over there. <laughs> so, so yeah, and, and we, find I've out what they love and apply just pressure. Like, <laughs> let something bad happen because they were just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Okay, or or mm-hmm. let or let them not just have something bad happen off screen, and like you know, while they're sitting at home watching TV because that's what I wanted to I do. Th- <laughs> We thought about every episode opening like up with uh, dead. The uh, where uh, they should the city's be. approval rating for superheroes, <laughs> depending on how good or how bad they uh, <laughs> they treated the city. They there might be consequences, and That's eventually great. they might you know get their their license revoked for fighting crime. That's awesome. This could lead down all sorts of uh, problematic uh, things could happen to them. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask where I got that's that from. I don't know. Yeah, but. you totally need to do that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That maybe. is amazingly good. Yeah, <laughs> the tick. Yeah, oh, here, here is the site that I got. Who, who cares where it came from? As long as it's the gonna main be, oh, book this, from. It's called www.wearingthecape.com. And that's where I got like my uh, pages to to give them, and you can download most of that stuff for free. Not the book, mind you, but you know play sheets and stuff like that. Thought I should probably include that, but but again, there's like a whole bunch of superhero books and stories that they sell. I don't know who the writer is. I can't remember, but um, I didn't take I didn't take any of that. I've been <laughs> doing my own thing. So all those books on sale right there, I have not cracked open, so I don't know what happens in those books. Um, um, I decided to go at it all uh, with my brain, <laughs> with my own imagination. <laughs> so but they they got books to help people that aren't. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. But, I'm gonna oh link my, this. So here's. Yeah, I do have a question though. It's like, where, if, as you you know, get a little bit more uh, into you know running games and stuff like that. Um, I mean, after after this first, uh, you know, like like this first series, this first run that you do, um, where do you want? I mean, where do you want it to actually go? Do you want to kind of like end it, and you know, and then maybe try, um, you know, okay, maybe. Uh, you know, okay, we've been we've done Marvel. Let's now do 
the Max or something like that. Um, in genres build kind of doing like superhero esque or maybe trying a different system. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it has that kind uh, of made you I go, play the I want to try some of these other things that come along with <laughs> so, GM. I mean, like it's great. Running running it, to get really that, cool. <gasps> I love all these ideas, throwing them all thing? in the bucket, but someday I'd like to like, you know, I, I want to, I want to <laughs> get on the bike instead of just <laughs> lay the track down. So like I, I'm hoping one of them who are all very creative guys that like, eventually they'll be like, Hey, I wrote a chapter that you guys get to play. And essentially yeah. like, uh, if anyone else. Yeah. And, uh, if they want to play another character, they can, if they, uh, if anyone wants to join the game, um, I have and I feel like I'm not, <laughs> not, uh, doing a terrible job, you know, like that would be cool. Um, but again, I I would have to write you know more for other people if they wanted to join or leave or whatever. But um, I wanted to do a whole. I want to. I'm essentially going to stop it at one point, like a giant. You know, here's the end of like you know Lord of the Rings, and now we're going to go do something else for a little bit. Same universe, and I was going to have them. They don't know this yet, but I was going to have them all play three uh, villains that exist inside the city and i was going to write some uh some bad, <laughs> a whole bunch of bad guy stories so they would essentially get to play three bad guys in the same town possibly watching some of the same events go down and these characters would have their own story um <laughs> i thought that would be interesting just to write horrible <laughs> I also like uh, that's really I like cool. crime stories. I like noir books. You know, I, for a while I was reading a lot of, um, you know, just uh, just your your uh, dime store novels, uh, crime books. Um, so I wanted to kind of apply that to like the superhero world, but also I kind of started not. I'm not really deep into it, but I wanted to kind of essentially run a different story that would be more like, I think I was watching like the first series of uh, true detective and like, I don't know if I'm that great of a writer, but like, I think that would be cool to like apply to the fate system, like kind of a cop, a very dark cop. I don't know, something like seven, you know, <laughs> or, uh, or true detective or, some kind of story like that I think would be cool, but I'm not sure it would be as in, engaging to everyone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It well, And that's, that's part of that is knowing the players and time, time is actually the one that will tell on that because if they trust you enough, you can sell players on almost anything. But that's the player buy-in because they want to believe it and they want to know because it's not they it's not they want to know the story, just the story that you're telling. They want to know it's a, it's a what their part of, in yeah, the story that you're writing of, uh, or or telling them is. It, yeah. 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 And and it works. You know, which is, I, I hate to say, it's, ah, it's so fun. It's, it's because one, because you see that they like, okay, this is a cool story. That's the hook, you know, like, whoop, now you can take them. And then 
rather than just they want to know the story, it's kind of like, you know, playing in a, in a light novel kind of a thing. It, it transfers a little bit because almost every game starts like this, you know, a light novel and they're just kind of moving around and exploring like the beginning. But then it transfers yeah, from that thankfully to, that was something you know, a, I kind of realized where it's, uh, I listened to a couple podcasts story. You know um, on people playing you know, in Fate and stuff. Story. Not it's too so much, funny. but I kind of like jumped in, got the gist, and then listened to a, enough episodes that I knew how they kind of like were playing with each other. And I was like, you know what? These guys are or aren't engaging the players' characters enough. Uh, literally, there's one I've been trying to listen to, and literally, I think episode six is literally called Heroes United. And I was like, you know what? My guys are not going to dick around for six sessions to wait to get together and have that moment where they all put their hands in and be like, let's go kick some ass. You know, like they're not going to wait that long. They're going to wait, you know, maybe, you know, whatever happens naturally, but they're not going to want to go that long, just kind of like without some explosions, without some action, you know? And and again, my stuff is very much based on the Silver Age comics, which don't waste time, you know, talking about what, with exposition, you open up the comic, guess what? Spider-Man's swinging overhead and there's an explosion. He's like, oh shit, I got to check it out. You know, like, so I knew that like- Exposition. Our setup was important and engaging them, their characters, each episode, at least in small ways, yeah, was very important with the guys I was playing with. Um, so every chapter I have, I make sure, what am I giving, you know, uh, Bronze Tiger? What am I giving Ultra Mask? You know, what am I giving the Herald this time? You know, because uh, you, you got to essentially dig the hook in, and then you got to keep tugging on it. <laughs> so I made sure to write very much um for them all to have stories that are going on um simultaneously yeah um Mm -hmm. so maybe one episode is not going to have a huge hook for one guy but it is going to be for the other guy you know um so i made sure that each of their paths eventually hit very uh strong hopefully dramatic points where they, oh crap, this is about me. Or, oh crap, this is about what I did, you know. Um, so I did, I am trying to write to the characters as much as possible. Even if it's just like ideas. Mm-hmm. I have a whole lot of ideas and they're kind of in a bucket, but a lot of, but they're character moments and That's things really like that. Because I like the guys they came up with. I like the characters right away. I was like, you know what? These are these are neat. These are they they did their homework on their characters, which was nice, and it's very helpful to me. So, <laughs> if they would have given me nothing, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. That is not the normal. The normal is. Okay, so I need you guys to write, like, give me one paragraph about your character. Oh, <laughs> and just it doesn't have to be a lot, just something. Two thirds of the people will bring nothing, <laughs> they won't even have ideas. They'll just be like, I don't know. And then you'll have like two people that'll be like, or you'll have one person that'll be like, Well, I did it. See, here it is, one paragraph. And then you'll have somebody like my wife 
who will bring you a novella <laughs> with motivations, backstory, villains that she, you know. And, her and I immediately knows. thought that was going to be a problem she's when my when my friend she, Rob she did it. And I'm listening, and he's going on for twenty minutes, and I'm writing as fast as I can, and I'm like, boil it down, boil it down, make it very Silver Age, you know. Tell me, tell me, you know, that Superman believes in truth, justice, and the American way. And I realized that what he was doing was actually going to be incredibly helpful. You know, was I going to remember everything? No, but that's why I wrote it down. Um, and uh, I've written him, I think, the ripest stuff to go through now. <laughs> so at first, I was very scared. I was very yeah. scared of that novella he was coming at me with, you know. Um, but because he mm -hmm. gave you the most. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but that's what you need because you may not use everything. You probably won't use everything. But he gave you so much to yeah. use, and also I don't know you if you get know, to cherry pick uh, those about things. The fate worksheets, really but they literally ask the, not just where your powers are, not just where your attributes are, but they literally have like four lines that say, "What's your high concept for this character?" And what is the trouble aspect? Like, give me, give me his weakness. Like, tell me about his kryptonite. Tell me about his, you know, uh, crushing yeah. responsibility to his, you know, his aunt that's always dying. You know? <laughs> um, and then give me two background aspects. So I literally have them giving me the ammunition I need to, you know, pinball them around yeah. a story. Yeah. So what you're doing is what also, uh, if you're running a horror game, uh, the good ones actually put in a questionnaire. And not of it is like, oh, what's your greatest fear? I mean, Deadlands, it's, it's an action horror game, but it has the thing. But they have what is your greatest fear? But it's specifically not not so there's the GM can use it, but it's at a specific point in the game. If a certain situation happens, the hunters that want to turn the world into the deadlands used to hunt you yeah so it's not that so you can just move them around it's you know a lot of people see that as giving ammunition to the gm i'm like no this is giving bits of your character it's letting the gm know who you are so they can well they can you know like they can say lay if, the framework yeah, they for can, a great story something that will be memorable uh -huh, and get you interested yeah. Yeah, because if if you're if you're playing a character that has absolutely no interest in cars and gadgeteering, and you throw a gadgeteer at them, that's good. well, that's they're good. not going to yeah, have as much like, fun. So that's yeah, why you do. I, I don't know about fears, hopes, dreams, systems, favorite but food, yeah, I feel like this allergies. one would be applied to like a, a yeah. horror based game pretty well. Yep. Well, you know what, man? We've had you on here for like an hour almost. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. So we are going to do something that we always do. And that is. <laughs> oh, you meanie, you meanie. They're going to be funny. We are going to do shout outs. 
Well, also, no, no, we're we are also interviewing a GM. So that's true. Which, oh, I don't if you know were that, if uh, you were a monster in yeah. any game, Let's, what would you be? What would and what kind of treasure would you drop if you were killed? Right. <laughs> like. If you were a vil- like say in in a soup in a comic, I'm not saying like a monster like a bugbear, but like since you're running a superhero oh, game, okay. all right. If you were a villain in 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 a superhero game, you yourself, what would you be? And if they defeated you, what would the, what would the heroes get? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sorry. We do monsters. Yeah, and here's for me. Yeah. I consider people monsters because I do horror, and usually I'll be honest. People can be more monstrous than any boogeyman under the bed. What villain would I be? You know who I think. I, <laughs> sorry, you know I, I, I think I'm I would sorry, be? I did not elaborate. Um, but uh, in terms of Zach character, started that one for us, and I, I wanted to make sure I, I wouldn't be Megatron from Transformers. I would absolutely be Starscream. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 not as obvious, you know. Like imagine if Starscream was just a little more subtle with his plan. To become leader, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, and more competent. Yes, I like. Yeah. Okay. Is he? Is he? Fine. I'm if glad. He, if he was more competent, yeah. if he was actually more like the Star Scream in the enemy, if you like, like he's in the yeah. manga. In the manga, he's actually competent. He's still a dick. He's yeah. he, He's yeah. still a dick. Yeah, and like Ben is a guy who, the, like, you know, all he does all day issue, is just like smell the power, and he knows it's like within reach. In, but you know, the eighties, uh, he just doesn't quite know series. how to get it all the time. <laughs> and I feel like those characters are interesting. And I think, yeah, if I was anyone, I would be a bit of a star, star screen. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, very much a sub boss, but you know, that guy that, you know, whenever James Bond's like, you know what, I got to kill this guy with the deformed eye before I can go take on his boss. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that the guy with the deformed eye or, you know, with, uh, you know, metal teeth or whatever, he's going to get it the worst. Like he's, you know, Indiana Jones is yeah. absolutely going to smash a guy with a rock crusher. <laughs> the guy, the guy falling into the alligators later, he's going to probably die quick. He hits the water. He's, probably going to be dead but you know what the dude getting slowly smashed by yeah. the rock crusher and you're like yeah give it to that guy that guy's a piece of garbage <laughs> i feel like i'm that guy mm-hmm. that dies the worst death so you would absolutely get uh, i don't know what you would get if you killed me but um you would you would get satisfaction yeah you would get sweet sweet satisfaction <laughs> Well, I not killed, but re- or defeated. Wow. Well, because <laughs> yeah. Well, because Darkscream in the manga, his spark no, is under. He, you can't destroy he's it. He's a great character. That be I'm glad somewhere so in some they could defeat somewhere you, but he's not kill his, you. He's yes, getting I'm his that due. Big of a if it's the manga, that's I great. apologize for showing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would you would absolutely have that moment where you're like, yeah, I defeated Zach, and then you would spit on my corpse and and. Mm-hmm. He, and you would be but just reinvigorated to win. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's my answer. I hope that worked. <laughs> Starscream. That is great. It was awesome. Yeah, I liked it. 
<laughs> yes, indeed. Starscream. Yeah. Hey, I, hey Zen, we, we started this anytime we had somebody on, so I want to make sure that we kept that doing it. That is true. I didn't want you to forget it, even with a new person. My, my, it's like new to jamming. Hey, you know, Zen started with monsters, and I'm like, well, and I'm expanding it to pretty much, well, anything or everything could yeah. be a monster, including fate or destiny. <laughs> All right. So now, because we always do shout outs, um, I'm actually going to let Jewel start. I hate I you so know. much. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, uh, most people don't know this, but uh, way back in the day, in ancient times, in the nineties, um, I actually, when I first went to college, I uh, majored in astronomy and I minored in ancient, in ancient astronomy's mythology. And I, there is a web comic out there called Wapsy Square. Um, and it is probably one of the coolest, uh, supernatural based. It's not like fantasy. The main character, her name is Monica. Uh, she's half Irish, half Mexican, and she's a curator at a museum. And pretty much this is, believe it or not, where a lot of my, uh, how my own personal coping mechanisms with all the crap that I've had to go through like in life, I've actually got a lot of those weapons from reading this webcomic. Wow. You know, it's like your inner demons. And it's like one thing it is. I remember it's like one thing I always must remember. If I don't, if, if I li- uh, don't listen to them and if I don't do exactly as they say, my demons become totally completely harmless mm-hmm. and it's all these just what i'm like hmm so it, it, it's bits of philosophy but it's great adventure it has it, there's a lot of like aztec starts out with a lot of aztec mythos okay. and here's the thing it's offshoot but accurate and i know because i remembered it and it's you know it's it's not like high fantasy it's okay a little bit super it's harry dresden kind of supernatural leakage not like you know lord of the rings fantasy level so and it's it's a great art style and it's just wow you know it's like it starts out and the things that you start reading the comic it doesn't sound when you start reading it's like oh this is going to be a standard kind of no it's about halfway into the first chapter because you have to feel what normal's like first before they uh etch a sketch everything well yeah you have to do that you know or at least pull back yeah, or at least pull back the curtain and saying, well, yes, all the normal is there, but, uh, you know, there is a, um, there's a, le- my one of my favorite characters is uh, Fix. She is a librarian and she's a Sphinx. Oh, fun. And she's awesome. Just a great character. And it's just, there it goes. So That's cool. <laughs> so there, there you go. So that, that's mine. I'm, Sorry, I rambled a little bit on it. So So I'm going to do mine so Zach can close us out here. Um, I, God, I listen to way too many podcasts, generally speaking. Um, And I found one because I like to dive into some pretty crazy dark things sometimes. But it's... It's from a 
a company called uh oh god i'm not even going to remember the name of it but basically it is a uh parcast is the name of it that's what it's called that's the the website's main site but they do several different kind of true crime sorts of things and they've got one that's on serial killers and they do like two episodes on a single serial killer and they've done things from the US to I think they did one in Canada they did a three part on Jack the Ripper Ooh. and it's it's intense sometimes and i'm like oh my god i have this same personality trait here and here and oh my god i could be a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's a lot of fun for such a dark topic like the 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 pair that do it they really like what they're doing and it shows so if you get a chance, like I listen to it on Spotify, uh, but there's a link in the show notes uh, to their first, actual website. Shout out so you to my players. Find out <clears> Hopefully you they're like. not listening because so, I gave away a lot of what I got Zach, planned here. But if they are, what do you got for Dave, us? Dave, Jose, Rob, stop listening and go to sleep. No, um, uh, they're great. And I'm glad they agreed to uh, experiment and, and, and try this with me. Um, my awesome wife, <laughs> who uh, who only asks, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and uh, you know, she just uh, she's happy when I'm happy. So she <laughs> she's great. She might not always understand what I'm doing, but um, <laughs> she's great. And uh, I don't know. Creatively, um, there's a book called uh, "God Hates Astronauts." There's th- three volumes. They're out. They're really funny. It's comics. It's uh, it's really ludicrous and silly. Um, it's by a guy named Ryan Brown. He's from Chicago. Um, he's getting regular work now in comics, which is great. But his three volumes just called God Hates Astronauts. They were he started as a webcomic. You could read like a bunch of it online for free. I don't know if it's out anymore, but you can get all three volumes. They're so funny. It's so just light, silly. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. The plot's kind of uh, so bizarre. Yeah, it's it it is, but in a fun way. Like it's it's um, I don't quite know what to compare it to, but kind of a fun cartoon for adults in a comic. All over. <laughs> God hates astronauts. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> absurdist, uh, absurdist okay. comics. Uh, it's fun stuff though. I'll have to, oh yeah. I really he, they they picked awesome. it up when the um when the uh, really? comic because, webcomic started uh, it looks to like uh, get attention. And then image. they they printed it all and stuff. So yeah, it's it's under image. Great stuff. Really funny. He's a nice guy. I've met him at C two E two, the big Chicago show, and um yeah, fun book. Check it out okay, if cool. you want something really kind of different. And That's weird. really fun. Yeah, I feel like like Scud the Disposable Assassin, and you know those old like uh, 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> different know. and weird. Just the stuff that got really weird and absurd. I don't, uh, the max was a little darker, but <laughs> it's definitely just weird. You don't know what's going to happen page to page. It's bizarre. There's alien tigers and heroes who are indestructible, but their bones can still get broken. And okay. there's bears with like green lantern rings and it just it gets crazy it's really crazy but so fresh like really fresh <laughs> check it out that sounds that sounds fun <sighs> that sounds like a lot of fun all right well I think this is going to go ahead and wrap us up. Uh, Zach, it has been awesome having you on, man. Or how bad it went. <laughs> after after you've gotten, I'd say, uh, an arc under your belt, we, we want to have you back on and hear how it, well, hear, hear how it went. Hear it welt. Jeez. Hear how, <laughs> how bad it went? Well, no, good, good. Like what were the good things? What were the bad things? You know, stuff. That, <laughs> Play the game before you try to run and, it. You know, and, and here's um, and what would you know for a new GM that's just starting? What tips would you give them? Because now you've had uh, some experience and stuffs. I would love to. Love well, to. <laughs> for certain people, yeah, but yeah, but uh, so Zach, what, I look forward to having you back. You're you're going to be awesome. All right, man. Same here. Well, we will see you next time and uh, keep playing games. Keep playing games, folks. (laughs) You can contact us or the show by using Twitter, Facebook, or regular old email. Our Twitter accounts are at Zended, at Jules Podcaster, and at No Operations. And the show's Twitter account is at Seize the GM. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Seize the GM. You can email questions or comments to the show at admin at Seize the GM.com. You can email me at Zendet at Seize the GM.com. Me at Jules at Seize the GM.com. And me at NullOperations at Seize the GM.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Seize the GM. Feel free to leave a comment about this episode on our webpage, www.seizethegm.com. Let the dice fall where they may, and we'll see you again next week. Seize the GM is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 4.0 international license. All copyrighted materials referenced herein are held by the respective owners. No infringement is intended, and no claim of ownership is implied. The music for the show is Dreaming Spirit, off of the album Ghost Machine, by the Enigma TNG. His music is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license.